Hey, I've got a question for you. How long are you going to wait before you demand the best for yourself? Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, welcome to a new year. Happy New Year. Here we are. 2020 is behind us. I know a lot of you are breathing a sigh of relief. Well, it is a new year. And what happens this year is going to be determined, for the most part, by the decisions that we make. So we're going to make great decisions. Hey, we are going to continue using taking care of business as the opening. You've heard me talk about that. I've been using it for a very long time. Debated about using some new music, but uh, doing a quick poll. Golly, people are used to hearing that. I'm used to hearing that. So I'm going to continue to renew my license with Sony Music to use that little music clip. Taking care of business, that's what we do here. Well, we're going to cover some just some brief topics today, just to kind of give you a quick overview of what's coming up for this next year. But I'm also going to give you some challenges for things that I know you want to do to make this a better year, perhaps the best year you've ever had. One of the things that I just wanted to share real quickly is we've been doing some exploring about having some sponsors for the podcast. You've heard me talk about that in past weeks where we considered, you know, should we, should we not? Well, I'm only going to do those where I'm going to have some fun with some sponsors if, in fact, we do it at all. But in doing that, we pulled together some stats and you know, there's over a million podcasts at this point. When I started this podcast, as near as we can tell, there was eh, maybe 35,000. Now there's over a million. So there's a whole lot going on out there. But I want to express my gratitude to those of you who listen. And maybe have been listening for a long time. We could go all the way back to 2006. So it's been over 14 years now. But in doing that, recognizing that in the numbers, it's pretty clear. I mean, it's very, very clear that we're in the top 1% in terms of listeners. That's pretty gratifying. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Don't take that lightly. I chose from the very outset not to have guests on as the primary format for this, but rather to just provide content and ask, answer listener questions, which we continue to do and will continue to do. Uh, that's worked well. It's not what everybody else is doing, but it's continued to work well and puts us solidly in that top 1%. Actually, if you do the real calculations, it's going to be way in a real tiny percentage of 1% in terms of listeners that we've got. And I'm very grateful for that. Thank you for uh, sharing the podcast, for coming back, for submitting your questions. Again, you can always submit your questions in to askdan at 48days.com, and I appreciate you doing so. Now, last week, well, before I do that, okay, you're going to jump ahead, but I'm not going to do that. Wait, wait just a minute here. We do have a quotation for today, and it actually is what I opened the show with. How long are you going to wait before you demand the best for yourself? That is a quotation from Epictetus, who's known as one of the Stoics. He was born 2,000 years ago, pretty much the same time as Jesus, just in another part of the world, but became one of the philosophers that we consider the Stoics, along with uh, Marcus Aurelius, Seneca, and others. But 
How long are you going to wait before you demand the best for yourself? I like that. Just the, the thought, just the thought that we can choose. And are we purposely waiting? Well, I know you don't want to do that. So I've got some resources for you today. A resource that I want to send you to. 10 tips to help you stay motivated to live out your dream. And we want to unpack that a little bit more as we go along. But if you go to 48dayseagles.com slash motivation. Again, it's a little bit different than normal. So it's 48dayseagles.com slash motivation. You'll find those 10 tips to help you stay motivated. Last week, I talked about the 10 characteristics of people who end up rich. So it started off, expect success, create a clear plan, work hard, so on. But I also talked about the power of saying, I am. What follows I am is what we attract more of into our lives. So if you say, I'm so busy, I'm so exhausted, I'm so frustrated, you know, I'm not as smart as the next guy in the room, you attract more of that into your life. Well, and I'm, I encouraged you to say behind I am the things that you want. Well, Roxanne Williams is one of our Eagles members and a listener of the podcast. She took those 10 things and it was like right in front of my face. It was one of those V8 moments. I should have slapped myself in the forehead because I didn't see it in the way that she did. But she took the 10 characteristics of people who end up rich and put I am in front of each of those. So I'm going to give you that list just real quickly here, just to kind of get us going in this episode. So number one would be, I am expecting success. I am creating a clear plan. I am working hard. I am avoiding debt. I am being teachable and a lifelong learner. I am exercising self-control, persistence, and delayed gratification. I am accepting personal responsibility. I am keeping good company. I am remaining opportunity conscious. And number 10, I am enjoying the present, but planning for the future. Well, golly, I love that, Roxanne, that you just simply added the two pieces together that I had shared last week. Makes a great way to start the week, start the year. I am. Be careful of what you're allowing yourself to put behind that. Now, speaking of the Eagles, we've got a compilation video that Sheila put together for us. It's just amazing. It highlights the cool things that have been happening in that community. You can go to 48dayseagles.com slash 2020 and see that. Just an overview of some of the amazing things that have happened in this community. Again, that's 48dayseagles.com slash 2020. Now, if there's one reason I hear more than any other for failed New Year's resolutions, it's I just didn't have the time. Now, a lot of times, success and goals comes not by adding more to what is already a very busy life. I mean, we all have busy lives. No matter what it is you're doing, we're all busy. A lot of times success comes in deciding what we're going to stop doing. And I do that every year. You know, I take, I look at 15% of what I've been doing in business. What am I going to stop doing? When I stopped serving on boards, I stopped going to civic and committee meetings. It freed up significant time that I can now spend writing, which I consider my number one priority. I think I can do a a lot more, provide a lot more value, help people in a lot more important ways by writing than by being on one more committee meeting. Well, that's just me. So you decide what it is you're going to do. Now, another important point 
in terms of stop, decide what it is you're going to stop doing as part of your goals. Also, recognize the importance of writing things down. Writing things down is a different process than just thinking about it offhandedly. Writing things down will change your life. I mean, write. It's funny how many times that was commanded in the Bible, even when most of the world could not read. But there were 89 times in the King James Version of the Bible where you were commanded to write. Write it down. That's an important part. So those two things, what are you going to stop doing? And make sure you write it down are just big points that have to do with accomplishing goals that you're setting. And then the third thing is, I know that you say you don't have time. That's the most common thing that I hear. Gee, I don't have time. Well, don't say you don't have time. Just stop saying that. That's like that I am. Don't stop saying, you know, I'm, I'm too busy to make this happen. No, you have exactly the same number of hours per day that were given to Helen Keller, Louis Pasteur, Michelangelo, Mother Teresa, Leonardo da Vinci, Thomas Edison, Albert Edison, Albert Einstein, rather. Edison. I could put put in there Thomas Edison as well as Albert Einstein. Well, anyway, all those people whose names we recognize for doing great things, they had exactly the same time we did. They had exactly 168 hours. That's what they had. So it's surprising when I think about it, that so many people use that as the reason that they're not going to accomplish their goals because they didn't have enough time. No, you do have enough time. It's making the decision that these things are important. Now, the most common goals that people set where they lose, here we are, you know, the very first day of the year, and already people are losing traction on a couple of these, that being losing weight and reading the Bible from cover to cover. Those seem to be really common goals, the neck and get neck as failed goals where people lose track on that pretty quickly. Well, for a lot of people, it's because they simply thought they should do those. They should do those things that fulfill others' expectations. Now, stay with me here because there's a really important point I want you to grasp. Let's look at this not having time, and then I want to look at the should part of this. So, if you know that you need time to accomplish whatever it is that you laid out, I talk a lot about having just 15 hours. 15 hours that you spend on a new venture that you have can transform your life. It can transform 2021 for you. The most popular webinar that I did last year in 2020 was spend 15 hours a week for six months to generate $4,800 a month in your own side business. That's the most popular webinar that I did, showing people how to spend 15 hours a week to generate at least $4,800 a month on their side business. Most popular webinar that I've ever presented. Now, you may be saying, again, well, I don't have 15 hours a week with everything else that I'm doing. Well, we all have 168 hours a week. Let's just do a little bit of simple math on that. And this is something that I shared in the new version of 48 Days to the Work You Love. But we all have 168 hours a week. Let's say you're working 40 hours a week. You spend 10 hours commuting, going back and forth to work. You want to spend four hours a week in church and community activities. 
And I want you to be able to sleep eight hours a night. I get a note this week from a lady who said that one of her goals is to sleep six hours a night. And I, I asked her, I said, my goodness, what are you usually doing now? She said, well, I try to get four hours of sleep a night. Oh my goodness. I can't imagine being fully productive on four hours of sleep a night. It just doesn't make sense. You know, sleep till your body tells you you're rested. For me, that's eight hours, sometimes more. So anyway, we've got the back to our timeline here. So working 40 hours a week, 10 hours commuting, four hours in church and community activities, sleep eight hours a night. You reserve 10 hours a week for just time with your family. If you add those things up, that still leaves 48 hours a week. Obviously, it's a favorite number of mine, 48 hours a week, where you get to decide how you want to use that time. Well, all you need is 15 hours of those to do something really significant in building your side business, building new income, developing a new hobby, learning a language, all those things that you may say that you want to do. One of the things that I do in setting goals as well is that I want to have a 50-50 chance of hitting them. Sometimes people cringe when they hear that. They think, my gosh, that really sets me up for failure. Well, I don't view it in that way. I mean, if we think about it, if a salesperson last year made $50,000 and they decide this year, 2021, they want to make $100,000. So that's double. So they learn better methods of networking, closing sales. They go through, you know, Ziggler's Secrets of Closing the Sale, Brian Tracy's Psychology of Selling. They learn, they study. At the end of the year, they hit $85,000, not the $100,000 that they set out to achieve. Are we going to see that person as having failed? I mean, not at all. My gosh, that increase is amazing. Going from 50 to 85, that would be amazing in anybody's book. That's a big increase. That's not like the 3 or 4% increase you may get if you're working in a, a salaried position. That's amazing. So we embrace that. That's how I view what I set out to do. And that's how I come up with my definition of success. It's the progressive realization of worthwhile goals. So in moving toward my goals, I'm already successful. All right, here's how this works too. I don't share my goals with just anyone. I'm a big believer of sharing goals. I really am. But not just with everyone. I don't share goals with people who are content with mediocrity, people who are just living in what I call comfortable misery. No, I only share goals with people who are on the same path as I am. Those who believe in big dreams and are bringing those to reality. That's who I share my goals with. That's why I have community like 48 Days Eagles community where I can share freely in there the things that I want to do, because those are people who are on the same path. I just wrote notes to 25 people that I sent out a little gift here at the beginning of the year. I've just sent out those out yesterday. <laughs> and in doing so, I wrote a note. I said, I'm honored to be on the same path as you. These are people who I consider world changers. And it's a delight to share goals with people like that, because you know what? They're not going to say, ah, oh, Dan, you could never make that happen. No, they're going to say, well, of course you can do that. I'm going to be cheering you on. Incidentally, here's what I'm going to be doing. And I hope that you would be cheering me on as well. That's how high goal setters, high achievers work together. Now, here's one thing that I want to share with you. 
A few years ago, there was a lady named Bronnie Ware. She was an Australian nurse, and she spent several years working in palliative care, caring for people in the last 12 weeks of their lives. So everybody knew they were dying. She recorded their thoughts. She put those together, and she then published it in a book called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. You've probably heard of it. You've certainly heard me talk about some of those over time where I've talked about what those were. (coughs) Number one is this. Top five regrets of the dying. Number one, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. That was the most common regret of all. When people realize that their life is almost over, they look back on it, it's easy to see how many dreams have gone unfulfilled. Most people recognize they had not honored their own dreams. They were trying to live out the expectations of other people. So I want to ask you right here three questions. What's one thing that you're doing right now that's not your heart's desire, but rather it's something you think others expect of you? No, it could be keeping the job you have. It could be finishing the degree you've been working on. You know, is it really your goal? Or do you think that other people, Kelly, maybe your parents sacrificed to get you this far, you don't want to disappoint them, and so you feel like you need to go ahead and finish that? I mean, it may be going to church on Sunday or planning to get married to the person you've known since grade school. You know, are those things that are really your true heart's desire? Or are they things that you're doing because you think other people expect those of you? So write down one thing that you're doing that's not your heart's desire, but something you think others expect of you. What's one small change you can make toward being more authentic to your own dreams? What's an action step you can take to move in that direction? If you do those three things, you're going to start this year in a way that you can crush it because you're doing things that are your goals, not somebody else's. Hey, a little bit of a detour here at the beginning of the year, just taking a little bit of a break in the holidays where I'm not pouring through the questions you submitted. I value those greatly. We'll be going back to those again next week. But uh, this is just a little bit of a diversion just to kind of plant the seed for things that I know you want to accomplish as we roll into this new year. So keep those questions coming in. Tell me your successes as well or what it is that you are going to accomplish this year or questions that you have. We'll unpack those together, share them here. Send those in to askdan at 48days.com. I heard a little story recently It really captured my attention. This came from the Napoleon Hill Foundation, where we get the Think and Grow Rich book that I'm going to tell you about as well, because we're going to be going through Think and Grow Rich this next year, the entire book. But here's the thought that I got, this little story. A blind boy paid his way to a master's degree at Northwestern University by taking notes on class lectures in Braille typing them, and selling copies to classmates who had stronger eyes but weaker ambition. Now, why do you think it is that often people with obvious advantages, great health, supportive family, 
right social connections, respected college degrees, never seem to accomplish much, while others who have had to struggle at every step reach higher levels of success. Well, the question then becomes, is having advantages really a disadvantage? I mean, why does the turtle uh, beat the hare when it's so clear that the rabbit, the hare, is better equipped to win a race? Why does a person who just lost their job find opportunities someone with a job could never find? I mean, let's, let's make it a little more personal even. Do you try harder when you're faced with an impossible situation? You know, some of the things that I have as my goals for this year are really impossible. I mean, I can't even get my head around how I could possibly achieve that. But that energizes me. I love that. I love looking for a solution that I currently am not aware of. I mean, if I were able to predict success in everything that I laid out, it doesn't really stretch me. I'm not growing much. So I have some things on there that are really a stretch, seemingly impossible. Well, one of the great mysteries of life is, that, is why some people who seem to have all the advantages, the right connections, never seem to amount to much, while those who have to struggle for everything they have reach incredible heights of success. Now, it hinges on determination, on desire, on discipline. However, I don't want you to think that you have to create a disadvantage. I mean, if you're living with things that are working your way and things that are um, <laughs> allowing you success, don't sabotage that. I don't mean to imply that at all. But we do see that we can learn from people who had seeming disadvantages. What was it that got them through to unusual success? You know, we see people like Les Brown, who was uh, pronounced educable, mentally retarded, and uh, essentially a dunce when he was a kid in school. And somebody said, you don't need to believe that about yourself. Well, now he's, you know, an amazing motivational speaker. He's written books in high demand as a highly paid speaker. You know, has accomplished a whole lot. Just one of many, many examples. Now, here's what we're going to be doing in 2021. I'm going to be going through, I took a survey in the 48 Days Eagles community. Would you be interested in going through Think and Grow Rich? where we go through the 13 steps to riches. And when we talk about being rich, it's not just having a lot of money. There are other ways to be rich in your life. You know, I consider myself a millionaire. I tell people that all the time because I consider myself to be extremely rich in family relationships. We're going to be going through this. Now, we're going to start with the movie, Think and Grow Rich, that came out in 2017. It's a delightful movie. There's a lot of people in there that you probably know, recognize people that um, I've had the pleasure of being friends with, John Lee Dumas, Lewis Howes, Kevin Harrington. Now, we're going to start with that. We haven't announced the date yet. We're going to have an evening. It's an hour and 37 minutes long to go through. I purchased the movie, so we're going to go through Think and Grow Rich, the movie. And then beginning on Monday, January 25th, in our Monday Mentor Calls, in the Eagles community, we're going to go through chapter by chapter. So the fourth Monday of every month, we'll be going through another chapter. It starts right off, as you may know, desire. Desire is a starting point of it all. That's step number one. Then the next one is faith. 
How does faith factor in to something that is as tangible as these goals we want to achieve? Mindset or auto-suggestion, specialized knowledge, imagination, organized planning, decision. Those are the the things we're going to be going through step by step. Now, there's no, I could put this together as a course, and I thought about doing it. I thought about putting together it as a course and maybe have it be $2,000 or so to go through. But instead of that, we're going to be going through this together, and we'll probably record it and make it a course later on, but it's going to be entirely free to anybody who's in the Eagles community. So it's going to be something we're going to do as one of our Monday, Monday Mentor Calls every fourth Monday of the month. So I'm so excited about that. People are jazzed about that. We're having a whole lot of fun uh, just uh, thinking about the whole idea of going through that together. I'm really stoked about what we're going to be able to do there. And uh, what we're going to do, of course, I'm going to recommend the book. We'll have the link for the book, the version that I'm going to be recommending that we go through to use that. It's the updated version. It's not the old original version from 1937, although I value that. But it's kind of like reading the King James Bible when we have newer translations available. So we're going to be using one of those instead. So that's the deal. That's the thing. I'm One of the things I'm really excited about is doing that, going through as a group. It's going to be a large group. We're going to be going through that. I'll have worksheets to move us through so that you really not only understanding, but applying the principles, the Transformer Year. That book had a major impact on me when I was just a teenage kid, and it's continued to draw me back again and again and again. I've been studying it for many, many years now. Think and Grow Rich, all you have to do is be part of the Eagles community. Most of you already are. If you aren't, certainly join us there. It's a minimal kind of monthly commitment to be there financially. Delighted to have you join us. Just go to 48dayseagles.com. And if you're not already a member, to join us in this process of going through Think and Grow Rich 2021. Well, I hope you're excited about the goals that you've set, how you're going to move into those, how you're going to accomplish those. Don't be concerned if you don't hit it 100%. I'll share some of mine as we get to the end of the year, things that I did not hit totally. I'm sure if I hit them all, it's going to um, rock my world if I would hit all the goals that I have set. But what a fun process to be moving toward those. Again, success being the progressive realization of worthwhile goals. So if you're a sophomore in high school, you can be successful because you're moving toward worthwhile goals. So no matter where you are, it doesn't mean that you have to hit a big figure in terms of income. Moving toward those worthwhile goals is what our definition of success is. Well, hey, I hope you're off to a great start for the year. Thanks again for being a listener. Uh, Share this, review it. I appreciate that so much. Uh, Keeping the podcast going after all these years. I enjoy doing it more than ever. Continue to do so. I've never missed a week since I started back in 2006, but I consider it an honor to have you in this listening audience. And um, thank you for being again, part of this group of people where we know we can find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. Have a great week.